learn as much as you can, learn every day, provide value, um, and then go take action. You know, you have to take action. Um, you know, you have all that knowledge in your brain. And a lot of times you know what to do. You just, you don't do it, you know, so go out there and actually apply what you learn. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, hey, ADPI Nation, Kevin here. Before we start this week's show, I want to take a quick second to talk about systems. The business systems that you put in place will determine your success and your financial future. Well, I got news for you. No one teaches you these systems, not in school, and unfortunately not in the military either. That's why the ADPI team banded together to create the best and most comprehensive system that anyone out there, no matter their level, could learn from and build upon. We call it our Military Real Estate Investing Academy. Our 80 plus lesson course will take you from real estate newbie to full-fledged military real estate investor and action taker. Click the link in the show notes and use code ADAM. A-T-O-M at checkout for $300 off today. That's code Adam, A-T-O-M, for $300 off today. Now, let's start the show. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I'd first like to thank our fake audience who has been here for the last couple episodes, and uh, we'll see if they continue or not, but uh, they're, they're proud. They're proud to be here. I wish I had a real audience of people <laughs> clapping and applauding this podcast because they should be, you know, because the guest today that we have, um, whether he knows it or not, I talk about him all the time because his story is so incredible. I'm talking about an active duty E5, started investing in real estate at 22 years old, Fast forward two years, has an incredible portfolio and a complete new career path lined up for him outside the Navy, still in, you know, going through the med board process, but on his way out and has a completely new look on life and career and and the success is, is incredible. So this podcast episode is for someone who thinks that I can't get started because I'm a junior enlisted member, or I can't get started because I'm too young, or I can't get started because I don't have any time, money, or experience because it's all crap because Mark is here to talk about the fact that you can get started. He's going to break down some really cool tools that he's used to catapult himself into success with real estate. So, uh, Mark, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so glad this is extremely, extremely long overdue. And, uh, I'd love for you to, um, start off by introducing yourself a little bit further and, uh, and, and going into your story on how you got started like way, way back, how you got started with real estate and what kind of lit that spark for you. Sounds good, man. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it, man. And uh, first, before I even start, I want to say thank you to you um, and the whole ADPI community. You know, you guys helped me um, so much along my way when I first started and just, you know, greatly appreciate it because it wasn't many uh, military communities on this. Actually, I think it's probably one of the only ones that I actually knew about two years ago um, until I kind of got into your extra community and other ones. But you're still the best out there. Uh, if anybody needs somebody to go to, ADPI is a place to go. Um, Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, for me, like uh, Kevin said, I started at 22. Um, it was E5. Uh, I actually just came back from Japan. I actually ended up tearing my ACL, my meniscus. Um, so luckily, we had family. We got uh, sent to Walter Reed out in uh, D.C. Um, so we stayed at my, my wife's grandma's house for a little bit um, until we kind of figured things out. Um, so about... Uh, a month before my surgery date, I found out my wife was pregnant. And I was like, man, uh, it was a lot to take. You know, I was about to get surgery, I'm about to be a dad. So I kind of just start brainstorming and thinking about, you know, things I could kind of do to make extra money. Um, I mean, before I even got started in real estate, actually, in Japan, I used to sell uh, weave, like hair bundles, to sell shoes, all while stationed on the ship. So I used to kind of like always try to figure out other ways how to make money. And then uh, I kind of uh, had my surgery. Um, actually, no, no, before I even had my surgery, I forgot. I was already under contract to purchase my first home. Um, mm-hmm. so this is actually out in PG County. Um, I ended up going with a uh, Navy Federal, 
the Navy. Federal and that's Court. the D.C. area. For people who, who aren't familiar, it's the it's the national capital region, but more like Maryland, right? Puget County, yep. or is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right on. Like it's literally like five minutes off the highway to D.C. Um, at the time, I did not know that I was buying a house in a great location. I was just buying a house, honestly. Um, end up using a military choice loan, almost the same thing as a VA loan, but instead they uh they charge you a higher interest rate, and they also charge a, a funding fee as well too, but it's zero percent down. So if anybody had exhausted their VA loan, I would look into the uh, military choice loan with Navy, with Navy Federal. Actually, it was my first loan using, but I don't know why I didn't use VA first. But um, yeah, so I did that. Ended up purchasing a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bedroom uh, townhouse out in PG County. Um, I actually ended up losing the offer at first. Uh, someone outbidding me by like seven grand or something like that. But the guy came back and, uh, you know, he had my realtor up. He's like, you know, we'll accept your offer. I offered uh, two thirty-seven. Um, got accepted. We went on the contract. We closed, um, literally closed about a week before my surgery date. Mm-hmm. So, um, after my surgery date, uh, you know, I had surgery, whatever like that, uh, had a lot of time, downtime to kind of think about, you know, what I was going to do um, while my wife was pregnant. Um, so probably, uh, about four months in to the home. We actually ended up uh, moving out. I woke up one day. I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, I was just looking at a mortgage. A mortgage was $1,400. And I seen how much we can rent it from. Like, it's $2,100 we can rent on. Like, we're sitting on $700 right now. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I know what I need to do. So I told my wife. She wasn't really happy about it. We had a dog, too. So I was like, you know, we're going to downsize into a smaller apartment out in um, Laurel, which is also PG County, too. So kind of close to my base, so it makes sense. So we ended up, we're in the house out for $2,100. And like I said, my mortgage was actually was about fifteen hundred with um my HOA, so it was fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, we moved into an apartment that was cheaper, so our apartment was thirteen hundred a month. So I ended up decreasing my monthly housing expense and then increasing my income by renting a place out. So all in all, I was saving about nine hundred extra dollars a month. Because you're um, still getting BAH, because you're still active yep. duty, exactly. Yep. Right. Still BAH. So now that my whole mortgage is is paid for with the twenty one hundred a month, and then um, got a little bit extra on the side, and I'll put it to the side for maintenance. I manage my property myself. Still do. I still manage my properties myself. So, um, yeah, that happened. Um, and then uh, about eight months later, not not even that long, probably like six months later, you know, like man, I want to move again. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you know, what can I do next? So this is now. This is during the time of COVID. Well, COVID hasn't hit yet. So, like, I started looking for houses in February of 2020. Um, so we actually ended up finding a new construction home um, that I used the VA the VA loan for. So um, I did that. We bought we bought this house. We got it under contract. They wanted 375 for it, but I actually ended up talking them down to 355. So I got it under contract for 355, which is the best thing I ever did because uh, in a year alone, it's worth 425 now. Wow. Um, and I felt related to that because I pulled out a I'm, I just got done doing a HELOC on this to uh, keep investing, but uh, I'll talk about that a little later. So, like I said, we went under contract for this. Um, we closed on it in May of 2020, so COVID hit, so things kind of start taking a, a, a downhill. So, the great thing about it is that they lowered the price because of COVID. They thought, you know, everything was going to slow up. So, I got all my closing costs paid for. They paid for 17000 in closing costs, um, you know, the VA loan, so I didn't have to come out of pocket for any down payment. Um, my interest rate was 2.5%. On a three hundred sixty dollars house, so I was paying. I'm paying sixteen hundred right, sixteen twelve right now for my mortgage, and uh, it'll rent for twenty five hundred. So we're actually in the process of renting this out uh, pretty soon. I'm waiting for me to process out so I can get my um my disability and, and claim the property taxes because once you're hundred percent state of Maryland, you don't have to pay state taxes no more on your house. So I'm waiting yeah, for that. There's a lot. There's a lot that Mark just said that 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 you know we we have to unpack and we have to look at here because. You know, getting started, I want to start with that that other loan product because mm-hmm. that was that was really interesting. And I'd never heard of that loan product. But the the point is that there's banks out there, whether it's Navy Fed or USA or whatever, there's tons of banks out there, right? It's worth a phone call with another lender to find out what products they have and not just assume that, oh, well, it's either gotta be FHA or VA. Those are my only choices. No, there's tons of different choices. And the reason that product different products exist is because everyone's got a different financial situation and the banks you know, obviously they want the loan because that's how they make money or one way that they make money, but also they want to, you know, be competitive with the other banks out there. So having that, you know, whatever it's called military choice loan or whatever, where it's not a VA and where you don't have to live in it for a year and you don't have, you know, that gave you a lot more flexibility to go 
And, you know, even though your wife wasn't happy, your pregnant wife at the time was probably not pleased with like, hey, uh, we're going to pick up and move everything four months, four months after. But having yeah. being, being willing to make that sacrifice um, and live below your means and move out and also then rent that property out and get that experience managing the property yourself and doing that. Uh, I think that that did a lot of good for you because you started seeing the cash flow. But what I want to ask you is in between that time of getting that, you know, of getting that first property, uh, and, and getting the second property, um, you joined our community. You really got involved with the community. I'd love for you to talk about your experience with, with the community, with the mastermind, with, with, with everything and, and, and how that has kind of helped you shape where you are today. Yeah. So I joined Adam, uh, about around the same time. Actually, I think before I actually purchased my house, I joined, um, ADPI, but I didn't join Adam yet. I think right after I purchased my first home, I joined Adam. Um, and that's kind of when I start learning about the whole bird process and I start learning about house hacking. And then, um, I mean, just the, the weekly, you know, pretty much coaching calls, you know, I think it was every Sunday or something like that mm-hmm. that we used to get on. It just, I mean, the amount of knowledge was like ridiculous, you know, um, from you, from Mike and everybody, you know, you, you purchased in that quadplex out in Atlanta or uh, Savannah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And um, it was just, it was breathtaking because with me being so young, I was 22. So I didn't really have anybody in my circle that I could really go to and ask questions or even just talk about it, you know, just talk about it because I was interested in, you know, I wanted to talk about it. I like it. You know, it was, it was fun for me. So just to get into that community, it just, it felt like a big hug, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what it felt. <laughs> it felt like a big hug. I'm yeah, giving you just, virtual hugs right now, dude. <laughs> even though you're like right up the road from me, you know, you're like, you're like 20 miles from me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, we got, we got to get, uh, get we got to hang out, man. What's going yeah, on? Here? But yeah, so it just felt like it wasn't like boot camp. You know, you go into boot camp, everybody's cussing you. I'm like, hey, get over here. Like, no, nah, like I felt like an open community. Everybody wanted to help. We should um, try that strategy, though. We're going to yeah. break down all the students first and then make. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Adam. Right. So, um, no, nah, it was good. And um, yeah, so uh, during Adam, the weekly coaching calls, I got the um, the house hacking book. Um, I learned a lot about the VA loan before I actually purchased it with um, the little uh, virtual training online. Um, and then you guys had all the slides and stuff that you know, I just took, wrote notes down and just it really sped my process up on just the real estate knowledge, like things that probably took somebody three or four years to learn. It took me about a month or two, you know, just yeah. from actually going in and, and doing it. But the thing about it is that it's called action takers, you know, so you really have to sit there and take action. Like you just can't read the knowledge and just let it sit you know you actually have to go out there and do it and i think that's why a lot of people fail and then also bash other people of course just because of their personal experience like you didn't take the initiative to go out there and actually apply what you learned because i mean if it worked for you if it worked for everybody else in the community and just didn't work for you then you know what's the difference between you and you know the other person that made it work probably the action they took you know they actually went out there and applied the knowledge so you know this is something i want you know everybody to know you know you gotta you gotta learn but you really don't you gotta take action, man. You know that's the biggest thing. You have to take action. You know you can keep all the, the knowledge and hoard it in, but you're not gonna go out and actually do it. And what's the point of even learning it? You know. Yeah. And, and let me ask you a question here, Mark, um, because this, this, you know, we say it all the time, right? We say that we, we call it the Triad: learn, network, take action, right? And mm-hmm. learning, you know, the academy helps you do that. The networking, obviously, and the mastermind, all that stuff. But the actual taking action piece, because that could mean it's a little bit subjective if you think about it. Like taking action to one person might mean, you know, jumping over 13 school buses on a dirt bike where taking action to another person might be like calling a lender, you know, and making a phone call. What are examples for someone who's new? You're, you know, go back two years, you're 22 years old. For you, what does taking action look like every single day? Like what is, what could be an example of just anyone can do? What's an action step? Um, Really just, just learning, man. I mean, joining activity passive income, that's the action right there. Joining Adam and you know, the mastermind, you know, sitting there and, and taking action, learning education, you know, that's right there. But after you learn it, you got to go out and do it. You know, say you learned about the VA loan or you learned about, um, you know, any other type of loan, you know, you got to go out there, maybe connect with a realtor. Um, you know, even if you're not trying to buy a house, maybe go out there and just start looking at homes, you know, go to open houses, start to get kind of a feel for it. Put in a few offers, you know, if it don't get accepted, you know, it's an offer, you know, at the end of the day. So, I mean, you know, just just go out there and do it, man. You know, learn it and then start putting in some offers, figuring out, you know, learn learn your credit. You know, that's a big thing, too. You know, trying to see where your credit is at. Take action on your credit. Cause that's going to help out a lot with your interest rates. And also, as you progress further along, further along, like I start getting into hard money loans, 
um, it's going to play a big part. You know, you're going to need some, uh, you know, credit. So really just, I mean, waking up every day and just being 1% better than, you, you know, than you were the, the previous day is really all you have to do. You know, yeah. if you work a long schedule. I know sometimes the military is very um, time consuming. So just take an hour out of your day, pick up a book, read it, you know, read it, learn something. And then uh, once you feel comfortable and you never want to feel 100% comfortable. So get that out your head now. You know, you're going to, you're always going to feel shaky. Like even that, you know, my mentors, my expert, they still feel shaky with things they do. You know, just got to get out there and do it. Feel confident, you know, feel confident. You know, sometimes I used to talk to people and they thought I was 10, 15 years in this, in this business. And I wasn't, you know, I was a year and year and a half and I was just blowing. The, smoke the best dude, the best part <laughs> is when I bought one of my quadplexes, I literally, I showed up. I don't know if it was a closing table. No, I think I had already purchased it. I just closed on it and I showed up uh, to meet the tenants because I was self-managing and the tenants looked at me and I was 26, 27 at the time, something like that. They looked at me and they're like, what? I don't understand. You bought the property. They're all in like their forties and fifties. And they're like, what do you mean you own the property? You're too young. And I was like, well, here's the paperwork right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and they're, you know, and then, and then it just, it, it, you know, it's a conversation and questions and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, wow, that's really interesting and all this stuff. And you can tell in their voice that they're like, damn, I wish I had done that when I was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. But mm-hmm. that's the one thing that we'll never get back is, is, is time. So if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously interested in, in real estate investing, but you don't know where to start. I, you know, it starts with learning. It starts with educating yourself and, and just, you know, like, like Mark just said, take those little baby steps every single day, be 1% better every single day, whatever that looks to you, you know? And, and I, I'll cap this off with saying that if you, if you're doing something that's not scaring you, then you're not dreaming big enough. Like if, if, if you're, if, if, if you're looking forward and you're like, Oh my God, that, like I'm going to do this and it's going to scare the living hell out of me. That's a good place to be. That means you're operating on the fringe of your comfort zone and you're, you're going to grow, you know, into that. Whereas if you're just doing something because it's like easy and repeatable and you've done it before, you're not growing, you're not growing fast enough, you know, and, and, and you're not dreaming big enough and, uh, and you're only holding yourself back and you're only wasting your own time. So it's going to be scary, but if you do it right, you're going to have a network to support. You're going to have a full support system to help you. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of, of taking those little, little action steps each, each and every day. So find that community, whether it's our community, whether it's someone else's community, find that community and, uh, and get involved. So Mark, back to your story, we were talking about, um, you know, going, you know, getting that second home, right. And, and moving your family and now you're in it now, but now you're looking to move out of that. But talk to us about, um, what has kind of exploded the other half of your business with hard money and with Burr and with real estate agent and all this stuff. Like where did all of that come from? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I didn't know, you know, Jack squat about hard money or anything, you know, until really I joined your community and, um, I seen, uh, Eric, uh, Upchurch was talking about it. He's been a, a big help in my, um, whole experience as well too. Like there was a time where I was actually going to a house and I sent him a text myself like, Hey man, what should I look for this and that? And he sent me a message right back. He's like, Hey, look for this, you know, make sure you get a good contract, this and that. Like, on Facebook and all that, he gave me his number. So, um, I mean, Eric, I love Eric. You know, he's, he's a great guy. He always gives me the motivation that I need. Um, and I actually got that, you know, be 1% better from him, actually. He says it all the time. So, um, shout out to Eric. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was sitting here. So, we brought this house in June and then I started looking for another house literally a month after. But this time I started taking a different approach. So, I was 22. So, I know people always say, you know, OPM, OPM, OPM. I'm like, man, you know, I have two houses right now, but at the same time, uh, I don't really have anybody that's going to trust me enough to lend me money. You know, I didn't actually do anything in my head that really mm. would stand out to a, a private money lender, you know, to kind of be like, hey, I want to give you my money. So I had to think about other ways to kind of to access capital. So um, at the time I had like a 780 credit score. I'm like, man, you know, what's the point of having a high credit score, you know, if you're really not using it? So I started t- tapping uh, different avenues and actually this bank that I've been with since high school, um, Aberdeen, uh federal improvement grounds, actually, mm-hmm. uh, army base out in Hartford County. Uh, I've been banking with them for a long time. It's a credit union. Um, so one day I actually applied, I was actually applying for a personal loan and I was applying for like 40 grand. It was, and, uh, the lady was like, you know, why are you applying for uh, a personal, personal loan? You know, we have a line of credit. So I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that, you know, so they had personal lines of credit. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I was like, what's the max I can get? She said, well, you already have a 5k credit card with us. 
um, you can get 50k, but it, um, with that 5k, we're only allowed to give you 40k, 45k unsecured. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, shoot, let's apply for the 45k. So literally, she put it in. I got it approved right on the spot. I'm like, man, so I had 45,000 to play with now. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now you're dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th- mind you, this is a personal credit though. So I want people to understand that when you start using this, your credit score is going to take a hit. So you have to learn how to maneuver. So I touched that um, a little bit afterwards. So I had this 45,000 to play with. So um, I started looking at homes. I probably looked at like 30, 40 homes. And mind you, I'm in, uh, I'm going to Baltimore City now. I'm from Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. Um, and the market is really, very appealing. <clears throat> but the bird strategy, like where I'm looking at, to purchase a home for, I'll give you my numbers. You know, I purchased yeah. a home. 115k put about 50 grand into it it's worth 160 what it's all all in 165 whatever like that mm-hmm. when i got a when i took out my refinance my cash i refi the price for 225 dang um, let's go so i took that difference out but on top of that my loan is around like uh 1100 but i rent it for 1950 Whoa, um, let's go. Okay, so, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> now, now we're going to have to talk to the people here. So, all right, so you go in, you find a home in Baltimore, um, yep. uh, which you're right, is a very appealing market. You're, you, you know, you're, you're relatively local, which is, which is helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. You're buying it for 115K. You're putting 50 in. So, mm-hmm. so for, for people listening right now, Mark is in this deal for $165,000. Now, before you bought that home, you've done all the research, you've done all the educating, you've lined up the contracts, you've done all of that work ahead mm-hmm. of time, and you said uh, you knew that it, you know, roughly what it was going to appraise for, and you knew what it was going to rent for. So, yep. if we're talking about the Burr process, right? We're doing buy, then the next R is rehab, right? Yep. So you did, you went to the rehab, and then you go and place a tenant in there. So. You're, you're now, did you place a tenant there before you refinanced it or, or how did that work? No. So actually, I just learned that you can actually refinance without a tenant in there. But from my understanding from talking to different banks, they were saying, you know, I needed a tenant in there mm-hmm. first refi. So I had a tenant in there already. They were Section 8. Um, right. And they're paying 100%. So I don't have to worry about like when COVID hit, everybody's like, oh, what are you going to do? I'm like, uh, I get my check every month from the government. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm good to go. So, so, but, so you had the tenant in there. And yep. and your mortgage was eleven hundred, or is that the mortgage at the refi was eleven hundred? Yeah, at the refi, my mortgage at the, it was like seventeen hundred dollars. It was yeah. just busted. But you know, I expected to get a rehab in like three months, but I ended up getting a rehab in um four and a half, five months. Four and a half, five, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's my first my first rehab. So you know, I, I learned yeah. a lot. Actually, one of my contractors he burnt me so bad that he, it was funny because um. He called me up one day. He was supposed to come to my house. He's like, "Man, I caught on fire!" Like literally, he caught on fire. He he caught on fire. He caught on fire. He caught on fire. Holy shit! I couldn't even feel bad because he like he owed me like four grand. I'm like, man, you know, I don't even care. I'm like, yo, just don't even worry about it. Like, I was just like, you know, you you just keep that money or whatever like that. Like, I feel bad for you that you burnt, but I don't even want to do any business with you no more. You know, I just pretty much just hung up the phone. But (laughs) so there's a lot of puns in here because you said that he burned you, but really he burned himself. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> that's messed up all right yeah. like the back of his truck caught on fire and he was like oh Dirty. damn he was in the hospital for like a while and i was like man that's just burned me so bad so i couldn't even feel yeah. bad <laughs> that's because <laughs> you burned me so bad that's some like <laughs> it's like uh was it like seven deadly sins stuff going on he was young too he was like 29 30 ish i'm like yeah man we can do some business but he just man he just he had a lot going on i learned that like contracts they have lives of their own so just like we have lives, contractors have lives. So you have to be understandable at times. But sometimes, man, it's just, it's outrageous with the things that they come up with with excuses. Like, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, so where were we at? The bird, the refinance? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah. so my heart money loan was like 1700 a month. Just to break so, down. And, and, and just to, before we go forward, guys, remember, a hard money loan is, you're, 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 you qualify that with, with your credit. You Most of the time, hard money lenders are looking at the deal. So they're looking at this 115,000. They know it's going to refi like they know and they know and they're looking at you the person with the experience. So at the time you didn't have a lot of experience, right? 22 years old, couple properties under your belt, but they're primaries. You didn't have like investor experience. We weren't doing 10, 15 of these a year. Mm-hmm. So your interest rate was what on that hard money? Probably 10, 12, 15%, something like that. 11%. 11%. Okay, great. So that's that's a high interest rate on the money, but yep. the, really the whole crux of this strategy is how quickly can you get that rehab done? 
because you're only paying 11% on that money until you refinance out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying 11% and that's a lot of interest, but it's, you know, you got to calculate in your, your holding costs, right? And that, that's what that's called. How long are you going to hold this property until you can rehab it, get a tenant in there and refinance this thing into something that's, you know, better, which is probably in the twos or threes on a 30 year note, then you're golden. So mm-hmm. you were paying, you know, it was 1700 a month. What was it? And the tenant wasn't in there because you were rehabbing, right? No, yeah. So you, so you were just coming out of pocket 1700 a month and you're like yeah. under the gun kind of thing. How'd you deal with that stress? Um, I ended up doing some, uh, some Instacart, <laughs> some Uber uh, actually tapped into some of my TSP loan, uh, paid it all back though after the refund. I just found other ways to make it work. And I mean, my other properties were rented, I actually was renting out in the bedroom in my uh, current house too, mm-hmm. um, for about like 600 a month. So that helped as well. And yeah, I mean, just, I mean, it, it hurt, but like at the same time it did it because I saw, I saw like the, the longevity and like after mm-hmm. all said and done like it it played out very well in the work and actually um you know i got a big tip from eric actually before i brought the house he was like you know kind of see how much you think you'll be spending in interest and add that onto the rehab budget so you know um my my rehab was 50k but i actually ended up asking for like 57 so i actually had some extra money on top to use that so like when i got my my draws i would actually use some of that money to pay the hard money loan if that makes sense yeah. And, and, and you got the, and it's another important fact when you're doing these hard money loans, a lot of the times the hard money lender is going to want to fund not only the down payment on the deal, the mm-hmm. 20% or 25% of the, of the 115 K, but they're also mm-hmm. going to want to fund the rehab itself because they have a bigger loan. They get more interest, you know, like that's yep. how it works. So from the investor standpoint, you can literally get into a deal with zero money down so long as you, you, you know, I mean, you're paying monthly on this interest rate stuff, but so long as you, um, you know, have a plan in place, you have a system in place, you're, you know, and you follow the plan to a T and, and, and go from there. So let's go. So you're paying this and you, you, you get the tenant in there, uh, after it's beautiful and it's rehabbed. And that tenant was paying what the 1950 a month. Yep. Wow. And, and, how, and, and this is a three bedroom, two and a half bath. So it's a bigger house. No. Um, so this is actually, it was actually was a three bedroom, but I ended up turning it into a, uh, four. Uh, oh, excellent. So a value add play. Love it. Yes. So, um, section eight, like in Baltimore city is even in DC, it's, it's, it's really based on bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, the more bedrooms you have, the more money you get. So if you have a, a pretty big house, you know, if it's 1600 square feet, you can easily put four bedrooms in there. Um, you know, if you finish the basement, add a, a bedroom down there, which is kind of what I did. Um, you'll make out very well. You know, you make out super well. And, you know, a lot of people, I know like multifamily, but I just like the section eight route because I'm taking on less debt. And then, you know, if you start factoring, you know, some of the, you know, you have to split all your costs, you know, your profit, you know, your investors and all that. And for me, I'm like, you know, I'm getting all this money myself. I got my capital back. I'm only a hundred and some thousand dollars in debt. And now I can go buy more. Like if I get 10 of those, that's eight grand, mm-hmm. nine, eight, nine grand a month, you know, that I'll be getting from those properties on. That's not pure profit, you know, you start factoring maintenance and stuff like that. And again, I manage my properties myself. So I get to keep, you know, majority of that. But still, it works out very well for me. You know, I love it. You know, it's less stress. Let's let's talk about the refi now because mm-hmm. how much, so, so you, you go through the refinance process. You have this property, you have this tenant paying and use the Section 8 strategy, which is a great strategy. Yep. Um, and, and guys, there's schedules based on your community, uh, where you live. Um, you can look it up by zip code. You can look up the schedule of section eight and talk to your local, um, housing authority, uh, wherever you are in the country and they'll help you out and and, and help you place tenants if that's something that you're, you're interested in. So go ahead and Google that for your community. But, um, and you're right, it is absolutely based on the bedrooms, uh, and and how much you get, but the refinance process. So you went now, you probably had to go and get an appraisal on this property, right? Yep. So you got it appraised, comes back at what? Uh, so my first appraisal, uh, so Baltimore city, it's weird, man. It's literally block by block and you really have to be, um, fringy about this. I'm actually going through a refi now again, but, um, yeah, so it came back low, it came back at like two, 200. I'm like, man, you oh, know, wow. yeah, I'm like, it's probably worth a lot more than that. So I, I got a reconsideration and I sent in my comps and it came back at 225. That's good. So, yeah. It, it ended up helping a lot. And then mind you, a lot of that, the hard money loan I use is actually, extra money I actually didn't end up using for the rehab. So it was actually a lot less, I guess, out of pocket as far as expense wise, because I saved some of my, my hard money loans. So you stock. came under budget on the rehab. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
That but is amazing. Even, even after they get burned, I still came under budget on the rehab. So you didn't get burned. Me. He got burned. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. <burned>. <laughs> so, um, That's mean. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that happened with, with that refi. But something I do want to touch on, I'm going through a refi now um, on another property, another bird I did. My credit score dropped some. Mm-hmm. So when I start going to banks now or even like um, private mortgage companies, you know, my credit score was in a six. 697 it came back. So a lot of these banks and or lenders or ever like that, they only want to give you 70 percent of the LTV. Oh. Yeah. So I kind of ran into a, a, a start. I'm like, man, what I'm gonna do. So that's when I kind of started researching, learning about trade lines. And I actually brought a trade line and added it onto my credit report. Because my credit report is it's 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 not bad as far as my credit limits. I have a very high credit limit. I got like over 100 and some K over on credit. Mm-hmm. My utilization rate is very low, but my age sucks. It's like two and a half years, mm-hmm. um, three years. So uh, I had to add a, a, a trade line with some with some age pretty much. So after I added that, it boosted my credit score up by like 60 points. Now, now what's 60. a trade line? So a trade line is basically something that you can add to your credit. So basically you're getting added as an authorized user on somebody else's car. So you're taking on their credit history. So now you have that credit history. Say they had like a $30,000 Navy federal car in a 10 year age. You know, you get all that history um, on your credit report. So now your credit limit goes up by 30 grand and your age goes up by 10 years and however they calculate the ages. And, and who are these people? So you can go online and, and find uh, Maurice, Maurice Bell. He's in it. He does trade mm-hmm. lines too. But I actually ended up finding a, a closer, closer friend of mine to kind of just, Asked him to add me as an authorized user. And I just gave him like one hundred fifty dollars. He didn't. Even, he didn't even want no money. But I was like, "Hey, man, take it because you really don't know what you're doing." Because people make uh, a lot of money selling trade lines. So, um, so, and and you mentioned Maurice, and, and Maurice is one of uh, one of Operation Adam students as well, who purchased a quadplex in the area, and he's completely blown up his business. Mm-hmm. And Maurice, if you're listening, shout out to you, man. We got to get you on this podcast, yes, and, uh, and and yes, and and get your story out to the world because it's it's quite incredible. How do you become a successful military real estate investor? It starts with having a strong squad and trustworthy mortgage broker by your side. Hey guys, Kevin here. I wanted to take a quick break from the show to help you fill out your real estate investment dream team. Whether you're looking to fund your first VA house hack, close on an out-of-state turnkey investment, or just have a conversation with a lender who speaks your language, make sure you reach out to ADPI's team of qualified mortgage pros. With a full range of tailored lending options, our team is standing by to provide active duty service members, veterans, and military families just like you all the advice and resources you need to close on your first or next investment opportunity. Click the link in this episode's show notes or simply text DEAL, D-E-A-L, to 33777 to get connected today. Now, Let's get back to the show. Oh, that's awesome. So you, you're, you're, you're putting yourself on someone else's credit, thus improving your credit, thus giving you better terms on a refinance, Correct. On, on, on your refinance. So it's all strategic, guys. If you're listening to this right now, Mark is, Mark's not playing checkers. He's playing chess, right? And, and that is something that, uh, you know, you got to do in this game to understand what move to make next. And it's all very premeditated. And if you do that, you, you, you take calculated risks. And that is a place that you want to be. You don't want to just be like doing something and not know about it. That's where the education step comes into everything that we do. You, yeah. you get educated about it. You learn about it. You network with others and say, hey, here's my problem. Um, this refi came or this appraisal came in low and I want to refi again or I want to I want to go through a refi. But because I did all these power moves and made these deals and I'm young, my credit score took a hit. So now what do I do? And you could just feel sorry for yourself and, and just be like, okay, well, I'll just accept this 70%, you know, LTV and, and not get into another deal. Uh, cause I can't afford it. Or you can go and ask people who have been there before and surround yourself with a strong network of people doing that either locally or, or in a mastermind or whatever and say, okay, here's my problem. What do I do? And put other people to work for you and they'll find you a solution because you know, the, at the end of the day, Real estate, people have been trading real estate for thousands of years and whatever you think that you're doing is brand new. It's been done before and you just got to find the people that know, you know, that, that know about it. And the internet is a great, great thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I met, I met a guy about doing this whole process that owned 80 properties and you wouldn't know him from Adam or Eve. Like he's not on social media. He's not on anything. He's like 45 years old. He works for um, Exxon as well too. So he makes like 200 K as an electrician and he just has mm-hmm. all these properties. You would never know. <laughs> That's all, yeah, and, and like, I yeah. Too. So it's 
So like you never. That's why I always say like when you go out, man, just tell everybody what you do in real estate. You never know, you know who you're talking to. You may be talking to a guru or a guru. I like to call them gurus, people who actually do this business. You know, gurus. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, people that actually do this business, and um, you learn you learn a lot. Like I learn a lot from people that you might have would have thought was homeless. Cause I just talk to everybody. I'm a, I want to say I'm a people person, but I like to engage and just have conversations. Right, right. And, and, and I'm eating now, guys. So I, I'm trying to force my breakfast down my face right now. But um, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, Mark. And there's, there's a certain element of, I love that, that do Ruth thing, by the way, <laughs> they're doing the job. Like that's, that's classic. I'm probably going to take that. But uh, <laughs> meeting, meeting these people and, and telling everyone what you do is really, really important. Because like Mark just said, you never know what someone is involved with and you never know how that person might help you either now or in the future. And consequently, mm-hmm. you never know how you will be able to help that person, yep. you know, live with that, with that, you know, give first, provide value first. It will come around in the back end. I promise you that. But let's talk more about this refi. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get into this refi and you get it to $225,000. You go through the process. How much are, were you able to take out? So, so talking numbers again, you were in this deal for 165. Yep. How much, how much money did you get back in your pocket after the refi closing costs, all that stuff? So after all that, honestly, um, I ended up coming to the table actually with like a thousand dollars. But the thing is, um, I ended up not using like 10 K of my rehab budget. So I really pocketed around 11 grand because I saved on that, but the the total loan was one sixty five. But I didn't use all that. I still had the the other right. ten grand in my account. And on top of that, um, I forgot to touch this too. But I actually, we're using my credit cards to pay my contractors. I was paying them through Cash App, um, Square, and then also PayPal at times. So I was racking up all my my points on my credit cards. And I learned mm-hmm. that from you, thank you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So I, you know, I was racking up all my points and stuff like that. And I actually got some uh, business lines of credit too because I started my LOC during this time. Um, Honcho Estates LLC. I ended up starting that, so I actually have about like twenty five grand on business credit that um I pretty much just ran up because it's not on my credit report, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had a zero percent APR for like twelve months on one and eighteen months on another one. I'm still paying zero percent interest on it right now, but it pretty much paid off by now. But yeah, I ended up pocketing about eleven grand from the deal, you know. On the on a loan, it wouldn't say that because again, my hard money loan was one sixty five. Um, a seventy five percent LTV came back at like one sixty eight. Um, just did the calculation. So it was around 168. My loan is four. So that's kind of where it came back up, came back. Right. So, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like you came out with like a hundred thousand dollars and you're like, you know, dancing on the rooftops, something like that. But what mm-hmm. you have now is a property that has a, and what's your mortgage on this $225,000 property now? Uh, 168 is around, like I said, like 11, 1200. Cause I actually put some, uh, some, some more towards principal as well too, but it's around like so, so eleven, twelve hundred, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're and you, it rents for nineteen fifty a month. So you're cash flowing seven hundred fifty bucks a month mm-hmm. from a property that is completely rehabbed that is going to have lower maintenance costs because it's gone through a, a, a brand new rehab. You got great tenants in there, and and you you know you're you're using the Section Eight strategy, and you're you know so it's almost guaranteed money, uh, mm-hmm. and and you got something going on. You got a really good thing for you, and all in all, what this adds to you, Mark, whether you know it or not, is you're building your portfolio of experience. So next time you go to a hard money lender, it's like, hey, yeah, I've done a burr too. And they're like, oh, you've done a burr. Okay, well, how did that go? And you explain the whole thing. And they're like, okay, so this Mark guy knows what he's talking about. Instead of charging him the 11%, maybe we'll charge him 9%. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's you, not the good part. Yeah. The and, good and, part is start putting yeah. down 15 to 10%. <laughs> there you go. And that too, you're banking your cash flow that you're getting from the property and you're able to put more money down and get into these properties, and it's it's crazy. We call this the the snowball effect, right? Um, and, and we, you know, this is your snowball is starting, Mark. You're at the top of the hill, and your snowball is starting, and it's allowing you to uh, to get out of the military and to have a, some income coming in that you're going to be able to do full time. And the best part about this is you get your time back. You don't have to go and work twelve hour shifts or whatever it is you were doing in the military that a lot of us do. You don't have to commute anywhere. You're a full-time entrepreneur. You're looking for deals. You're connecting people. You're doing business. That is something that is truly, truly amazing. And the earning potential on that obviously is much, 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 much higher um, for th- than than going and working a, a most W twos out there. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everyone has to leave the military and do that. No, don't do that unless it's for you. But the point is that if you thought about it and you want to get into this real estate game, you can. You can do what Mark has done to to build his network. And I, I want to talk about next about the number one networking app. And I think I'm getting into the bonus round, but we're not going to get there just yet. The number one networking tool that you brought to me that has changed my business. You told me about this little thing called Clubhouse. And I want you to tell me, one, how you found it, what you've been doing on it, all of this stuff. What is it for people who have no clue what the heck you're talking about or what, what we're talking about right now? But I will tell you that this this app has literally changed my business and has helped me raise millions of dollars yeah. by just yeah. talking with people. So that is crazy. But I want to know your experience on the app. Yeah, so actually um, my best friend, actually the person who was uh, staying with me, um, actually brought it to me. He's like, man, have you heard of Clubhouse? I'm like, what is that? He's like, yeah, it's just some type of app. So um, it really didn't pay any mind. You know, I downloaded it. He, for, for one, you can you had to be invited to even download the app. So you had to send an invite. So back then, people were actually selling invites. Like, that's how big it was. They were selling for like 100 or some dollars. Um, so yeah, I got on there. I just started listening on to like, you know, some calls, you know, some real estate calls. And you can literally take like an hour to work for your time and learn like five years worth of information just sitting on the app if you really sit there and digest it and then do your research afterwards. And that's why it's so powerful because you're talking to people that's been in the game for 15, 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. that give free game. You know, you're, they're not charging you, you know, tens and thousands of dollars to learn. You know, if you actually take it and apply it, um, you, you can learn a lot. Like just like Kevin said, he raised a million dollars on there, you know, just from talking to people because everyone's doing what you know you want to do and the great thing about the app is that it's all over it's all over the 50 states it's other countries too so now you're connecting with people that's not even in america that's not in your state that want to get into real estate but they don't really know how to and then they connect with you and i mean after that just relationship you know if they like you and they like what you present to them you got you have to sell yourself you know you always have to sell yourself and uh once you do that and if you're good at doing that i mean the possibilities is endless and i know you're doing uh the private capital company so you know i hope it's going very well for you, but um, yeah, Clubhouse yeah. is probably. I kind of, I kind of uh, got away from it a little bit in like the last month or so because I just been so busy. But yeah, it's it's a life changer, man. You know, it's it's, li- it's a life changer. Yeah, and I'll tell you, our entire private equity firm's marketing strategy is is centered around Clubhouse, and we've built a system that brings people into our sphere of influence and and gets people excited about the the value proposition that we have in, in private equity and and walks them through the entire process. But it starts with Clubhouse and mm-hmm. and links to your Instagram. You communicate, get people on phone calls, and it's a whole thing, and it works wonderfully, and it's helping us grow our, our sphere of influence. Um, but... But it's just so so powerful because, and, and we, you know, we, it's a drop-in audio app, guys. So, so what that means is, it, you know, it's like being on a phone call. It's like being on a, fl- a fly on the wall in a conversation that you would never have gotten to, you know, or, or uh, you know, uh, otherwise. And also, you can raise your hand and come up on stage, on stage, quote unquote, right, and ask questions to some of these experts who have been in the game, like Mark said, 30, 40 years of experience, who, you know, are could easily or might actually be charging 25 30 grand a year for their masterminds and you go and ask them questions for free just because they're there so if that's exciting and guess what you don't have to go to a hotel conference room (laughs) you know like you don't have to you know like push your way to the front of the people and hope you get time with the person you just tap in and and raise your hand and ask a question so if you are using clubhouse please 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 make sure that you go to the stage get and 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 ask people don't be intimidated there is no such thing as a stupid question just go in ask your question take notes just like mark did and um and 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 go forth and conquer um before we get into the bonus round mark i wanted to uh to ask people what are you doing now what's your what's your focus now um yeah so i just got my um my real estate license um my wife actually got hers as well too a few months ago shout out to her um if anybody needs a realtor kaya whiteman Berkshire shot Hathaway, please hit her up. Um, but um, for me, um, you know, I'm doing actually doing a fix and flip right now. Actually, um, with an investor, uh, actually didn't end up coming any money out of my property, uh, any money out of my pocket. I'm actually just walking her through. I think we we follow each other through the ADPI community. Uh, we just been touching base, you know, every now and then. Um, but we actually got to our first fix and flip together, and it's going very well. Just got the rough and plumbing done yesterday. Upstairs bathroom is done, so um. It's going good, you know. Um, That's happy awesome. about that. And then, uh, 
still waiting to process with the military, pretty much, you know, just waiting for that big day. I'm going through the whole med board process, just going to physical therapy every day for my, uh, for my knee. Well, not every day, but uh, twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Raising my son, you know, spending time with him, enjoying him. I actually ended up doing a, a skill, kind of a skill bridge program. They actually denied me for it because I didn't have enough time. Like, technically, my EOS is uh, August. Mm-hmm. It's going to get extended because of this medical process. But um, my chief, uh, he actually, he looked at it a lot. He was like, man, I see, you know, what you're doing. I never had any issues with you. You know, since I, I've been there, I always been telling about real estate and stuff like that. He said, you know, go ahead and do what you need to do. Um, now you're getting out soon, you know, take care of your family, uh, pursue your real estate career, you know, just checking every morning, you know, you're good with me. So I don't even come to work anymore. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's some great leadership, uh, uh, from, from that front, uh, as you're going through this process, which is stressful. Uh, but shout out, dude, like, I mean, you know, Mark said it right there, you know, he found another investor to work with in the ADPI community. That is the power of this community. You're listening to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Go to our Facebook page with 28,000-ish members. Mm-hmm. You're bound to, found, to find someone who may, might want to work with you. You just have to tell people what you do, where you are, and and take that take that action step. Just like Mark says, just like Eric Upchurch says, Get one, per, you know, take take baby steps, take action steps, and become one percent better every single day, and mm-hmm. things will start opening up for you. And whatever that looks like to you, whatever that action taking step looks like, whether it's making some phone calls, whether it's hopping on a clubhouse room and talking to someone and taking some notes, uh, you know, whatever whatever that is, reading a book, getting out there and doing something to shape your financial future to unlock you know, yourself and, and, and be able to, to spend time with the ones that you love the most is really, really important. And as a young father, Mark, I, I mean, I, I commend you, uh, because a lot of, a lot of dads probably don't get to spend the amount of time that you're able to spend with your son. And I think that's solely, uh, due to your success in real estate, because you have that, that financial security, um, and, and you're growing that base and you're able to, to continue to do that. So I think that's really, really powerful. Um, so uh, let's let's. I think it's time we're we're running out of time here, and I want to get into the bonus round um, okay. and and get into it. But uh, let's talk about those same four questions that we ask every single one of our uh, our, our guests uh, who come on the podcast. Um, and we'll start with question number one. What? Uh, and I think I know the answer to this already since we talked about it so much. But maybe you'll you'll add add something else. What uh, book or software has been crushing it for you lately? Yeah, um, Clubhouse most definitely. Um, well first started even now uh adpi the added community um and then um just people regular life people people that you talk to every day um that's that's you're going to be your biggest key man actual real life people they have the, the knowledge they can actually break the stuff down to you the books can't you know talk to people you know always try to provide value however you can and after that you know ask me a question you know even if it's dumb you know hey you know i'd rather ask a dumb question than i have a question answered at all that's kind of mm-hmm. how I, I rock out yeah, no, that that's true. And and guys, as as life kind of comes back post pandemic here, there's going to be events again. So go to these real estate investing, go to these, go to these meetups, go to these local meetups. I mean, you know, hopefully we'll have, uh, you know, more ADPI meetups. That's part of the part of the plan for us to set up meetups all around the country, but go to other meetups too. just go and meet up with people and talk about real estate because you never know what's going going on. And if there's other people that are going to these real estate meetups, which there are, by the way, and I know a few in the NCR that they gather hundreds of people together, all of these people want to be there and they're motivated to be there and they're doing deals. So it's like your ideal audience that you want to be at, you know? So just go out and do it. And and that's super, super powerful. So just like, uh, like Mark said, getting that network strong and, uh, and building that out is, is really, really powerful. All right. Question number two for you, Mark, who's your biggest hero and why? Um, it had to be right now, uh, my son, honestly, <laughs> uh, my son and my wife, uh, really my, uh, my son changed my life, man. When he came out, I was like, bro, I gotta, I gotta figure something out to spend as much time as with me as I can. And, um, it's crazy just watching kids grow up, you know, they just start doing things, you know, they start, you know, talking and then they start kind of flipping over a little bit and they start crawling and they, they start walking. Like they're doing all this in a year time frame. Like they do so much. I'm like, man, why can't I do as much as a baby does now? You know, I'm letting myself kind of just stagger and just let life drag out you know like i need to figure out how to speed life up just like these babies do like they learn a lot in a little bit of time and mm-hmm. um, i mean if they can learn a lot and their brain is just fresh you know why can't i why can't i do the same thing so definitely my son's uh my biggest hero that's awesome man that's awesome and 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 being being a father is is uh is 
some, like I said earlier, I mean, having the time to, to be there for your son, I think is something that's really, really special. And a lot of people take for granted, uh, you know, whether they're in the military or whether they're just working, working regular W2 jobs. Um, there's something to be said about the freedom that real estate can provide you to, to spend that quality, precious family time. Um, so, uh, question number three here, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, before I hurt myself, I used to like to play basketball. So, um, now I kind of, uh, do the same thing. I play, I just shoot around a little bit, not as much uh, mm-hmm. basketball. And also, um, taking my son to the park, um, just going out, man. Uh, COVID kind of messed, messed me up with traveling and all that, but I like traveling. Uh, I like seeing different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably one of my, my biggest hobbies, man. Traveling and just going out seeing animals. I love animals. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> there you go. Funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning a trip right now uh, with my wife. We're going to go to Cancun. We're going to swim with the whale sharks and oh, do man. all. Yeah. We were there last year, but we ended up going to Vegas and said, I'm like, man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to Vegas too. And it was like, man, this, we felt the same way. <laughs> like, like, like everything in America is like almost the same. Like if you go to a different city, like, yeah, but like when you go out to different countries, man, you can start experiencing culture. Maybe yeah, it's a culture. military city too. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, man, it's, it's nice, man. It's nice. Yeah. But that's great. I hope you have a nice trip. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited about that. Um, all right, so uh, question number four, the final question here. This is the big one, Mark. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, if there's someone listening right now, uh, they might be junior enlisted, uh, they're just trying to get started in, into real estate and, and you've inspired them with your story and, and your hustle and your grind, um, what three nuggets uh, would you share with them to just get started and take action today? Um, I know I write it down, but I'm going to go off the top of my head because I forgot what I said. Um, honestly, yeah, it, man. yeah, honestly, man, just for one, don't let nobody discourage you, um, especially in the military. You know, I love the military, but at the same time, man, it's a lot of people in the military that get stuck in that 20 year mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have to realize that these people do 20 years, but they get out and they continue. They, they go get another job. So it's just like, what are they? what did they really accomplish? You know, yeah, they have that retirement, but they're still working. So that's one thing, you know, don't let people discourage you. Um, the second thing is learn, uh, learn as much as you can learn every day, provide value, um, and then go take action. You know, you have to take action. Um, you know, you have all that knowledge in your brain and a lot of times, you know what to do. You just, you don't do it, you know, so go out there and actually apply what you learn. Don't be scared to fail. Failure is your biggest lessons. You're going to learn so much from your failures. I learned so much from my failures. And then the third thing is, uh, don't compare, you know, your chapter one to anybody's chapter 30 very hard to kind of not do it right now because of social media you see everybody with their big success i mean you may even look at look look at me as success and i'm really not man i'm really just starting out and you know i have so much more room to grow but like you really have to understand where you're at in life and be comfortable with yourself you have to be comfortable with yourself so you can actually grow you know you can't be discouraged you can't you know if you're if i'm in a room with michael jordan you know, and, and, and I'm playing basketball, I'm going to act like I'm, I'm better than Michael Jordan, you know, because you, you have to. But at the same time, you can't let nobody scare you. You know, you can't you can't let nobody's success scare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't compare your success to anybody else because everybody runs their own race. You know, they could have came from a, a family that had, you know, a bunch of wealth, and a bunch of money. You know, me, I didn't. You know, I had to figure out my own way and I had to understand, you know, that, you know, they had their own path. I had my path and, you know, just everybody can be successful in their own way and still come together and be happy. You know, there's no competition, you know, don't be in competition with anybody, learn from everybody as you go and just keep pushing man. You know, don't give up, you know, wake up every day and just like, you know, we say be 1% better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and I struggle with that, uh, you know, opening up on, on that third one as well, comparing myself to others. And, and, and it puts me, it like depresses me because I'm like, why yeah. am I not there yet? You know, but, but what you said really stuck with me. Everyone runs their own race. Don't compare, you know, don't, don't compare your chapter one with, with everyone else's chapter 30. They've mm-hmm. all been doing it for a lot longer and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, seeing, seeing these people, and I think this is a direct consequence of surrounding yourself with really successful and high performing people. They're high performers and yeah. the consequence of high performance is success. And when they're successful, uh, they're going to brag about it and, and tell people about it because that's what, that's what you want to do. You know, like you want to celebrate your victories. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're scrolling through social media and all you see is all these people that, you know, personally just crushing it and being victory and you're looking at yourself and you're like, ah, oh, like why, what is wrong with me? There's right. nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You're running your own race. Yep. And, 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 and having that power to, you know, to, to have that really have that mindset and, and perspective to say like, Hey, listen, 
you know, I, I'm constantly reminding myself and I see, see the people that, that, you know, I want to be, and I see them living the life that I want to have. And I just have to constantly remind myself, and I'm sure you do the same thing when you're Mark, when you're surrounded with, with, with the rock stars that you're surrounded with, it's just like, okay, one, one deal at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, take those action steps. Eventually I will be there, but mm-hmm. you can't let that, that comparison that imposter syndrome develop inside you and say, Oh, well, I don't deserve the success and I'm just going to stop. You can't yeah. let that bring you down, weigh you down. Um, you know, you just have to figure it out. And, and there's, there's a certain element of, you know, you should strive to emulate people. There's nothing wrong with you. Like, I don't want anyone here reinventing the wheel. I would want someone starting out and I'm sure you would agree, Mark, they look at your story and they copy exactly what you did. I would love yeah. for that to happen if they can realize success, but no, that when you just get started and you're you're emulating someone, you're not going to realize instant success. It takes time. It takes hard work. It takes overcoming fear. It takes pushing yourself. Um, it takes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But you'll start seeing when you start seeing the the results. It just starts to push you a little bit further, and you're you're a little bit further. And then before you know it, you've pushed yourself so far outside that any W two job or employer would would really allow you to to be that. You're, you're golden. You have your time back. So there is sacrifice, but I, I think you're, you're, um, you're a, a fantastic, uh, role model, Mark, of someone who's put in the work, put in the sacrifice and is start starting to realize that fruit. And you have a, 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 you know, a great path forward as you, as you exit the military and, um, and you get started. Uh, and, and I'm glad to have had you as a student and I'd love to have you back. <laughs> yes. okay. I'll be back. And just to keep touching on that subject, you know, uh, people don't, you know, post their failures all the time, you know, so you have to realize mm-hmm. that and also realize how long these people have been in the game for. Some of these people have been in the game for 15, 20 years and they're just starting to get successful, you know. So also understand that you may have to put in that same amount of time uh, for you to hit that level. You know, hopefully you can, uh, you know, curb all that, you know, from their failures and all that. But just understand that, you know, at times it gets lonely. You know, sometimes you may look over your shoulder and you don't have anybody next to you, you know, to really help you out. And you have to be your own motivation, you know, you being an entrepreneur, you can't look to nobody else for motivation. You know, you can't because you're going to get let down. You're going to get depressed. You have to be the one that motivates yourself. Mm-hmm. And then also just find someone else that motivates you. And for me, it's my son. You know, uh, that's what motivates me. But, you know, like you always say, find your why um, because it gets lonely. You know, as an entrepreneur, all you sometimes have is yourself. You know, you can build a team, but even sometimes your team drops the ball. And you have to pick yourself up. And you have lonely days. You have depression days. And you just got to gotta keep going, man. You know, life life's not going to care. Life hits you in the mouth, but you got to get back up and keep going. That's right. Absolutely right. Well said, Mark. And uh, uh, I appreciate uh, everything, all the gems that you've dropped in, in this episode. Um, for those uh, those listeners out there uh, who want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you best? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Mark, M-A-R-C, got G-O-T, the keys um, on Instagram, Facebook, it's Mark Stallings. Um, just a quick plug. I'm also a heart money lender. I kind of partnered with somebody that I found along the way, this uh, investing journey. So next, we're, we're brokers, but we're starting to lend in-house now. So actually we can do 15% down if you have two documented ex- experiences, whether it's uh, rentals or um, flips. And then also we have a 10% down program as well, too, as long as you've done five flips in the last three years. Um, we can get you 10% down, fairly low interest rates, a lot cheaper than when I first started out, and uh, 100% for the rehab. So you know, if anybody needs you know any lending, um, you know, come my way. There you go. You heard it here. Um, make sure guys, please, please, please. So we tell this, tell, 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 I can't even speak right now. We tell our listeners every single time after every one of these podcast episodes, please reach out to the guests. Just reach out. It's Mark got the keys on Instagram, Mark Stallings, uh, M-A-R-C Stallings on Facebook. Reach out, send them a DM, uh, send them a, a Facebook message reach out and see just where a relationship could go. You never know what you're going to learn. It takes five seconds with the internet to go and do 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 find someone, type a message, send it off. I'm sure Mark, uh, you can, you can say right now that you're going to answer your messages as soon as you can. Um, sure. but yeah. you know, it, it's, that's all, that's an action step right there. That is an action step. Just reach out and, and get involved. And of course, if you're, if you're interested in, in the mastermind or, or anything like that, I'll just, Go to activedutypassiveincome.com slash resources. Check it out. See if it's a good fit for you. It was a good fit for Mark, and uh, and it got him started on on his amazing path. And I I hope to uh, 
you know, actually I don't hope to, cause I will, I will be closely following you. And now we can go hang out because COVID's over and we can like see each other right. and heck yeah, man, you're like 20 miles down the road. So, uh, yeah. we're going to schedule a lunch. We're going to get together and it's going to be a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. And we'll, and we'll do some deals. <laughs> heck yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show and, uh, I will see you shortly. Yes, sir. Have a nice one. All right. Thanks. Outstanding. That was an awesome episode. Thanks so much to our special guests and thanks to you for listening. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure you go and do that or schedule a call with us by texting ADPI to 444-999 or checking out our website at www.activedutypassiveincome.com to find out how you can get started on your financial freedom journey today. I'll see you guys next week.